Welcome back to another episode of the Blockbuster Hall of Fame. That is not an end of year review. It's not me and Jared's favorite horror movies. This is straight up. We're back to business. We're we're talking about a Christmas movie on January 2nd right now. Um, we're talking about The Night Before, starring Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Anthony Mackie, Lizzie Kaplan, um, and a bunch of others, actually, that just kind of show up and shoot their shots. It's a, it's a fun movie. I'll say this, man. I had never seen this movie, and I was really surprised at how funny it was. I, I expected it to be funny, but... I like laughed out loud by myself at certain moments. It was it was really I had a fun time with this. Jared, how about you, man? Um, this is my second time watching it. I watched it when it was in theaters when it very first came out um, back in what was it twenty sixteen or twenty fifteen? Sorry, twenty fifteen. Yeah, no, but so I remember almost yeah watching it watching it in theaters and oh wow, it was a great movie to watch in theaters. When I was going back to rewatching it. I was like, I didn't find it as funny as I did in the past because, um, I don't know, I just, I, yeah, I just, I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt was just so damn annoying in this movie. I hated him. And I remember when I first watched it, I loved him so much in this movie. I loved that character. I was like, oh, no, you know, he just wants to do this. And I guess as I got older, and then I, like, compare, like, compare him. I was like, oh, he's just, like, he's not at all what I remember. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I assume, like, if I'm watching it for the first time, like, it's, oh, he's a cool character. But the second time around, I'm just like, dude, hey, like, fuck you. So your, your friends have responsibilities. You're going to let you go in a second. I just want to say, I feel like this is a movie that's best experienced, maybe in a theater with a bunch of people. This is not, it's a movie that's enjoyable, I think, by yourself. But if you're with a group of people, man, I feel like this is a really fun time. However, you're probably right. In the second watch, you're like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like, dude, get over it. Like, come on, man. Like, we're adults now. You got to, like, move on a little bit. Jordan, um, you watched it hours ago. Where are you at? <laughs> I, I liked it. And uh, I like the trio together. And I am going to go... Well, yes, I agree with uh, you that Jordan Gord Lovitz was a jerk, but I feel like that was the whole point of the movie and why I was enjoying this movie, because all three of them going through their own little issues and everything and and trying to get and work it out and try to be good friends with each other. That's how I took this movie. And I, I like movies where all the characters have flaws, but they're not overwhelming with the flaws. And mm-hmm. that's sort of how I saw I... this movie. So watching this this time around, like I like you guys, I thought everything was more mutual. But then the second time around, I just felt like they did a lot more acquiescing to, you know, um, Joseph. I'm we're just gonna say JGL um, uh, did a lot of more acquiescing to you know Gordon Levitt than he did to them, and so it's just. Yeah, you all go through shit, but it's just like, oh, we got to be there more for you. And it's just like, I get that's how friendships work, but just his whole manner about it. He was very unapologetically like, oh, no, look at me. Look at me. Fuck y'all. Look at me. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm on both your sides here. But if I'm going to go down the path Jared's going down, I will say like. 
he was kind of being a little shitty because yeah. His, oh, fr- yeah. his friends had been there literally every year up until that night. It's like every Christmas they was they they spent the day with him, you know, because of what happened, a tragic his tragic past. Um, this one Christmas things things don't go as planned. He's throwing a temper tantrum, but you're right. It's also part of his journey, right? Of yeah. I need to grow. And up. I also do want to say I want to clear the air. I know I started out like bitching about it, but I actually do do enjoy this movie. Sorry, I was just this is I started with a nitpick. So, <laughs> uh, so no, sorry. Uh, I did enjoy this film. I you know. I thought Seth Rogen was a little over the top. Um, <laughs> My wife Seth just walked Rogen... in and goes, what are you fucking doing? <laughs> I forgot. Sorry. We're leaving uh, that in. We're leaving it in. Put your titties away. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm joking. All right. We're back. Uh, no. And so, like, um, I enjoyed, you know, Seth Rogen. Anthony Mackie was, I mean, he's pretty much good. And he's Anthony Mackie. He's great. He does. He's He's always like you've ever just need to cast anybody to be like a good straight man. Just find mm-hmm. Anthony. Mackie. You, you you need someone who just knows how to smile and be charming, man. Yeah, that, that's that what I'm saying. He's so good at. He's so good at that. And then you know Lindsay Kaplan was in here. I didn't really like Mindy Kaling in here. Uh, Julian Bell, I think she's super underrated. She was in here. And we got to talk about the greatest General Zod ever, Michael <laughs> Shannon. Holy hell. <laughs> Uh, no, I just thought it had a really good cast um, outside of uh, James Franco. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> what, what a what a disappointing reveal that was. Uh, dude, I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken. I was like, oh, I wish man. that was like Henry Cavill or something who showed up instead of him or some just some some ultra masculine dude, you know. And it's James Franco. Go ahead, Jordan. Yeah. At played as himself. I, I was wondering. It's like because it is, says James, so I was wondering, is that supposed to be him playing yeah. himself or not? And then I look on the IMDb, and it's James Franco as oh, James Franco. So, so fucking ridiculous. And how accurate but, today is that? Um, yeah, right. Uh, but no, uh, fucking Alana Glazer was really good in here when she was having sex with Anthony Mackie. She was so mm. funny. I completely forgot she was in here. And so, no, that's why I said this movie was a good, like, ride to look back at, like, it. this movie is a perfect time capsule of, like, late 2015, mm-hmm. like the mid-2010s. This movie is a perfect time capsule of that, um, especially as we're here now in 2022. So that's why I really enjoyed, like, looking back at it. So sorry for shitting on it at the beginning. <laughs> sorry, guys. I didn't mean to do that. So that's all right. My wife walked in and started talking mess it's just a crazy night so i want to talk about anthony mackie real quick um you guys were talking about just how charming and energetic he is i'm not a big fan of comparing like one african-american actor to another african-american actor (laughs) because i feel like it's limiting but i get real like young will smith energy vibes from him where he's just every and maybe even jamie fox where it's like you know off the set on the set they're having the time of their life with this dude this dude is like bringing the energy and the fun and you see him in interviews and it's just like i want to go drinking with that dude that dude is going to be a fun ass time oh yeah I see what like... you get but the thing is while anthony mackie is great and i enjoy him as acting and everything i can't put them in that same league just because those are more your like they're just entertainers in general 
I like, think I'm just talking about the music and everything. Energy. Are you talking about and... his personality and like? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. That's all I'm talking about. Yeah. Is the energy okay. and personality. Okay. I just want to get clarified because I'm like, I, I, that's why. Yeah, because it's like a little odd way to compare. But anyways. Well, yeah. In terms of like pure acting, I think he is, um, you know, um, just like very good at what he does. He's not really like as we. Excuse me, I've talked about Jamie Foxx before being probably one of the best entertainers in Hollywood. I don't think he's, yeah, as Jordan was saying, he's on that level of being an entertainer. But when it comes to straight up acting, I would rather cast him than Jamie Foxx if I just need somebody to act in a role and actually like go all out. I think I was just talking about the energy and his personality where it's just like if you're around them, you're going to be in a good mood because they bring positive vibes just kind of everywhere they go. Um Anthony Maggie though just breaking out, man. He's he's still on the rise. What a happy for that guy. Um, before we talk about the other actors, let's just do a quick summary. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character in this movie had a, I think, a, what happened? I can't remember. His parents died. Yep. His, his parents, parents died young, and so his best friends in high school, Seth Rogen and Anthony Mackie, decided, you know, every, we're your new family. Every Christmas, we're gonna you to spend it alone. We're gonna just. Have a tradition. We're going to go see the, the tree at 30 Rock. We're going to go here. We're going to do this. Every Christmas, it's our tradition. Now they're in like in their 30s, and they have some, like Anthony Mackie is a professional football player. Uh, Seth Rogen's having a baby. He's married. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt's still kind of trapped in the past. And But they still go out as friends and do it. And this is this is documenting their night out, but they're also having to face distractions. Um, so that's the summary. Um, I will say Seth Rogen in this movie. <laughs> I'll just I'll just say it, man. Like I know he's just playing Seth Rogen turned up, but holy shit, he stole the movie for me. Like watching Seth Rogen run around New York City tripping balls <laughs> is some of the most delightful entertainment I've seen in a long time. I don't know. I, don't mix your drugs, man. Don't mix your drugs. <laughs> it's so true because he's like, it's like one of those. I I'm not as young and capable as I used to be. You know, it's that moment where he realizes I can't do this anymore. I'm I'm still tripping balls right now. Um, I think we all like Seth Rogen. Am I wrong? Oh no, I like Seth Rogen. <laughs> I think he is um pretty funny. I'm trying to bring up. Uh, what, what's funny though about this movie is like normally with him with drugs and movies and stuff, it's more like, hey, yeah, this seems like fun to do. This movie is like, well, I definitely don't want to ever. Want to yeah, do right. This so is yeah, like the like, best anti-drug movie. When it Good comes God. to when it comes to Seth Rogen, like unfortunately, again, my favorite movie by him, I will always stand for is Pineapple Express. Your favorite though. Uh, I love that movie. Is fucking perfect movie. I mean, well, now it's (laughs) half a movie. That's not fair. Now it's fifty percent of a movie. (laughs) Um, But no, it's just such a great movie, and so I've always really liked him. Uh, You know, I like when he's over the top. So, like in Pineapple Express, Super Bad, of course, this movie, um, Neighbors. He's really good at Neighbors. Man, he's just. I like him, man. I think he's just really funny. Let's talk about your favorite movie of his. So yours is Pineapple Express. I think I like, it's a tie between um, 
the forty year old virgin and uh, super bad. I don't. I really can't pick between the two. Yorton, how about you, man? I'm going to go with uh, Pineapple Express. I'm wow. not as big as a uh, super bad fan as a lot of people, but definitely Pineapple Express. Okay. Um, I think he's more talented behind the screen. He's brought a lot of stuff to screen that you'd actually kind of be surprised that he's behind it. You know, he did um, the, he did Preacher. Um, what else did he do? I'm looking here. Um, he's behind Invincible, the TV series on Amazon. He uh, helped mm-hmm. bring that to the screen. Like he's he's a big comic guy, and he kind of brings stuff to our eyeballs that I wasn't really aware of before. So I'm really I enjoy that he's doing that. Um, y'all ready to talk about Joseph Gordon? Apparently he <laughs> apparently he's the new executive producer for Darkwing Duck TV series. <laughs> oh yeah, he is. I just found I'm that in. out. I'm like, wow, that is awesome. Um, oh, yeah. oh, anyways, right. what were you saying? Sorry to interrupt. But no, I no, that's fine. Something when I saw that. <laughs> so the third man in this movie is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and you know what? I might change my pick. Um, Fifty Fifty, starring Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, is one of my favorite movies he's in, and it's really kind of forgotten about. I don't know, Jared. I'm pretty sure you've seen it. Uh, again, it's like this movie. I've only seen it in theaters. I haven't seen it again. Um, so he has a movie that he came out with um, right after Dark Knight Rises uh, called Premium Rush. Mm-hmm. Or like it was produced way, uh, produced before Dark Knight Rises, but it was finally released in like 2012. And I thought it was really good. He was like a New York uh, biker. Um, so he was a bike messenger through New York. Um, and so I thought it was just really cool to see him in action. And then... You know, it came out with like Looper. Um, Looper so is not, great. Yeah, Looper is really good. You know what um, I remember? About, you know what I remember about Premium Rush is the Dark Knight, be, the Dark Knight Rises being such a huge hit, and it's like, oh shit, we got to release this movie. That's what it felt like. Like, oh, we got this Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie. Let's release it quick. Because yeah, I want to say it was like actually made like two years prior, but they just like they were just like sitting on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when obviously he blew up from Dark Knight Rises, they were like, all right, we got to push this out. Um, but no, I just, I like him. I think he's good. Um, I don't like love him, love him. Just like, oh no, I got to watch every movie he's in, but like every movie he's in, I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah. He's, he's also <laughs> just like a guy. He's just a guy. He's just a, yeah, a I, dude. Which is like, cool. I don't think him out, but then when he's there, I'm like, okay, like, I like it. I'm glad he's here. He doesn't feel like a Hollywood actor. He, and he's great. He's a great actor, but he just feels like a normal citizen of america and not and like, caught up that's in what makes him like so like bankable in movies when you just need like yeah. hey uh do we have a regular person i was like we can pick somebody off the street no we actually need somebody who can act oh joseph gordon levitt yeah <laughs> Jordan. so i was going to say uh one of the things i wanted to bring up like I, well, the main thing i like about him is just the way he likes to experiment with stuff and i'm going to bring up a an example here on a short TV series that he did on Amazon Prime, Comrade Detective. And what they did was they went and filmed in Romania, made it look like this was a series filmed in uh, Soviet Russia during the 1980s, make it like just look like a Soviet Union propaganda like detective thing, and then just have him voice over the character as a dub. 
and it's just the most ridiculous show. It's not amazing or anything, but I just love the fact that he went out and did something like that. Well, I mean, like, look, even looking through, like, all of his TV, like, stuff he's done most recently, um, you know, Star Wars Visions, he played a voice in that show. Oh, wow. He was even a voice in the Star Wars um, Last Jedi movie. He's done the Mindy Project, The Rock from the Sun. Obviously, that's where he's popular from. You said Star um, Wars and Yorton is freaking out, so. Well, I was going to say, I was disappointed with him in the vision because when the dude sung... I was disappointed with his singing because he knows how to sing and he did a bad job on the show on singing. And I'm like, why? <laughs> All right, Jerry, keep going. Sing better, damn it. Sing better. I know you can do better. No, he's just in a lot of different shit. And like Jordan yeah. was saying, he doesn't mind experimenting with something. So like you and I were just talking about a fucking bike messenger movie, Ray, and mm-hmm. in premium rush and then jordan was talking about oh no he was in soviet russia and then we were like oh no he was in an animated star wars movie like so he just doesn't care he'll just do whatever and i'm sure the late the ladies will be upset that he didn't mention 500 days of summer so i guess we got to mention that well that's one of ray's favorite movies i was gonna say that's probably my favorite movie he's done um (laughs) i don't know how well it's aged but man you know what Yorton brought up how he just he takes risk. Don John was a great, fun little experiment for him. I hold on, my daughter is yelling behind me. <laughs> what? He also directed that movie. I didn't know that. Hey, y'all talk real quick. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't know he directed Don John. What's up, yep. baby? He wrote it and everything. It was like yeah, no, this that's, little that's just like. Cool. Hey, I think. I Ah, he's a really good guy. Um, yeah, so, no. Uh, who was your favorite one of the group? Um, Seth, George, Joseph, or Anthony Mackie? That's a tough one. I'm going to go with Anthony Mackie. You know, I love the stuff that he's always in, ever since I saw him in Hurt Locker. And that that's the one thing that I was like, who is this guy? And this is amazing. I like them all I equally. See. I'm not picking. No, um, I don't know, man, because I'm going to be honest with you that Falcon and Winter Soldier series was, I mean, obviously it was a little bit all over the place due to COVID. They rushed it out. Mm. Um, There's a whole plot line that they had to drop because bad guys were doing virus things and they're like, hey, we need to cut that. So, yeah, it's just there was there was so much wrong with it. But the good parts about it was Every fucking time Anthony Mackie was doing anything. Dude, when him and uh, the Winter Soldier were bouncing off of each other, the movie's great. Or the show's great. And so that's what I'm saying. And that's why, like, because I feel like, unlike Seth Rogen or Joseph Levitt, like, I don't think either of them could, like, carry a bad product. Uh, They can enhance normal products and make good products even better. But Anthony Mackie, like I, I felt like he was able to carry that just terrible product oh, that Falcon and Winter Soldier is. You are super harsh on that show. That was a really fun, enjoyable show. It had I a few mean, flaws, but come I'm on, man. Saying, I'm just saying, why is it fun? Why is it enjoyable? Because of Anthony Mackie. I like the vibe of it. The whole, it, the whole like suspense thriller. Not knowing what's going on. Um, 
That's a whole other discussion, though. Man, you're you're killing me with your hot takes here, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, hey, I liked it. I liked it because Anthony Mac is not not as big on it. How do you feel about a and, suit? Uh, oh, the suit! I loved it. It was just like in the comic book too. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was amazing. I wonder how it's going to look on the big screen, but I like it too. It's just a lot. Oh, I, There's a lot of I white on that trust suit. Marvel with that. When do they really go wrong with the suit? Come on, <laughs> Captain America and the Avengers movie. But aside from that, they're pretty. That, they're pretty that, spot on. The corniness of how that was look was what they were going for. No, that's what Joss Whedon was going for. They got rid of that quick. I don't know. I for me, it yeah, it, it worked for me. All right. Um. All right. So. Let's talk about some of our favorite scenes. I want to bring up two of them right now. Seth Rogen getting dick pics on his phone from a stranger <laughs> and then convincing himself, I have to suck oh. a dick tonight. That was uh-huh. the greatest. That was I laughed so hard. Like he's really he's really tripping right now. Um Jordan, what was your favorite scene? Uh you know what? Just them chilling, waiting for Mister Green for whatever reason. I that, that to me, like both times, just them hanging out, waiting for Mister Green, and then the payphone goes off, and they're like, "Oh, nineteen ninety eight called." <laughs> I I don't know. There's still payphones. There's still payphones. <laughs> no, I um. Oh man, it's tough. So I I kind of want to go with when. Joseph got beat up in the alley by the two Santas because mm-hmm. one of the Santas was Jason Montuzakis, and I just—he's so damn funny to me. Um, and so I think I love that. Um, and I think when they finally get to the to the ball, the party, and then the football player gets his hand stabbed, and just that entire sequence of just insane energy going on at that part and then leading into Miley Cyrus singing Wrecking Ball, you know. And that's why I said this movie is a perfect time capsule of that time period. Hey. Because you can't really do a... I mean, you can do it, but like a Miley Cyrus cameo now doesn't hit the same that it would in 2015. Who would you have as a cameo now that would have that save? Just like, wow! I can't believe this person's here. Good question. Uh... That's a good question. Ariana Grande or something? Like, I don't know. Uh, I feel like that's the same thing. As many pe- I, but I don't know if she would hit as many people. Kim Kardashian? No, so, you don't, you don't, so with a cameo, it's just like, it's kind of got to be a hot button singer. So I would yeah. say probably Lizzo. I don't know if she's as popular as Miley, though. I think it would just be Miley again. <laughs> no, no, but, no, we're trying to get the same pop. Like I'm, I'm, you're not gonna get the same pop if Miley Cyrus pops up in the theater in 2022. You're just like, I just go to fucking Twitter. I wonder if it, who sings uh, "Bad Guy." She sang the new Bond song. Oh, Billie Eilish. Hmm. Yeah. But Lizzo, um, Lizzo has more personality. You're probably right. She'd be more fun. So I, yeah, I'm just trying to think of somebody who's just like. Who's just not universally good. So I think like Ariana Grande is a like, good, but you need somebody who like can stir up some conversation. And I feel like everyone has something to say about Lizzo because of obviously her size, but she doesn't really care and it doesn't matter. So that's why I was thinking like 
Yeah, okay, it'd probably be her because everybody has an opinion on Miley Cyrus at that time. So I was trying to think of another female artist yeah, yeah. who's good, notable, and everybody has an opinion on. So did y'all talk about, there's two scenes I want to talk about. One I'm not voting for, but it's, I was gone when y'all talked about some of this. I had to go throw my daughter out of my room. Um, the scene where he, Seth Rogen impales the quarterback's hand like Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I, talked about I just talked about that. After they kept on calling him the white savior. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, oh, I didn't already pick that up. Jewish guilt about the whole cross thing earlier. They, that was a good setup joke there. Um, and the other scene I, I really was laughing at was Seth Rogen tripping balls at Christmas Mass. Where oh that, that one actually yes that's my favorite one I take that back I completely forgot about that one and Holy he's shit. just looking no. around and there's Jesus no. hanging from a cross and he's just like freaking out like there's so much there's blood there's he's just freaking out and then yes. when he makes his exit this is one of my quotes he he leaves and he everyone's looking at him because he caused a commotion and he yells we did not kill Jesus we did not kill Jesus and walks out. <laughs> It's just absurd. Is that what they think we did to him? <laughs> no, never mind. That's my favorite. That's that's it. That one doesn't. I think it's that or the dick pics on his phone. Just that whole conversation with himself. I can't. It, it just cracked me up. Um, all right. So we got best lines here. We have, we did not kill Jesus. We did not kill Jesus. And then the other one I have is <laughs> where the mystery guy texting says, you said you never sucked a dick before, but tonight you're gonna. Seth Rogen, as Isaac goes, man, I guess that settles it. Isaac Greenberg is sucking his first dick tonight. <laughs> he just kind of accepts it. He convinces himself. It's so vulgar. But, man, that whole conversation made me laugh. Do y'all have another line that you want to throw out there, or which one's your favorite? I, I did the one where I have the, the, the uh, payphone called and it's like, 1998 called. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. Jared, no, I gotta go with uh, we did not kill Jesus. <laughs> we did not kill Jesus. I, uh, I'm going to go second with that one. I, I, I did not kill Jesus. Who's your MVP of this movie? Because for me, it's Seth Rogen. And I was surprised I was gonna. I picked him when I looked at the cover of this. I was like, I don't know who I'm gonna pick. Probably Gordon Levitt or Mackie. But Seth Rogen made me laugh throughout this movie. So he's my MVP. Who's your MVP, Jordan? Hmm, that's a good question because while I didn't like Seth Rogen's character as much, I do like what he was in in it, and I felt like he brought a lot of uh, to changing dynamics with the energy to like basically like real excitement jokes, and then it would settle back down. And he did really good and transient on it. Uh, I don't know the. Jared, what's I, yours? So. We'll come back. What do you think? Uh, I got to go. I know. Um, I got to go Michael Shannon um, as Mr. Green. He played the ghost of Christmas past, future, and present. Um, and I thought he just helped all of the characters grow um, as that Christmas Carol type character does. And I just felt like he was just a great presence the entire movie. He was funny. He delivered. I, I don't know. I just thought he was perfect. And I thought that, like, he was the glue that held this movie together. I I put him as six man because I don't think he was in it enough for my MVP. But if he stole the show, yeah, for I you, know, I, I know. It. Like I, that's why I was like, I'm sorry. Like I, he is a the best six man, but I just got to pick him for my MVP because I think he All just right. 
kept the movie all together. Every time he went on, he was just squishing threes, yeah. basically. And he was like a, a, a Christmas elf at the end. He wasn't even he a real thing. Wings. Yeah. Anyways, Jordan, you, you decide yet? Uh, you know, I will go with Seth just to, so we have an MVP, and I'll be happy with that. All right, yeah, I'll go Seth. Well, I think me and you are picking Michael Shannon, a six man. Yeah, they easily. Okay, Jared, who's your six man? Yeah, because every time he was in, I was just like, "This is a fun character here," and like Um, he, and just the way he dominated like the comedy when Mm -hmm. everyone was sitting down in the in the of the card with them. This was an easy paycheck for him too. Show up for a day, steal the show, and leave. Jared? That's why I said he just got off the bench, would throw with a swish some threes and be like back on the bench. Yep. I'm good. <laughs> um, for me, I got to go with Tracy Morgan. Um, he's a narrator. <laughs> he showed up for 15 minutes, not even a day. Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, I just love his voice. Tracy Morgan. I, I, that's I love all his you voice. Need to do. I do love his. When the movie starts off and he's narrating it, you're like. That's that's Tracy Morgan's voice. This is already a good time. And yeah, because I completely forgot he was the narrator. And then when he started talking, when I first turned it on, I started laughing. He didn't even say anything, and I just already started laughing because I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. Um, anybody want to shout out? I like Mindy Kaling. I'm gonna shout her out. <coughs> Either one. Of you uh, shout out Nathan for you. Nathan Filder oh, yeah. was in here. I laughed as soon as I saw him. And I was like, hell yeah. So uh, Nathan for you is probably one of the best TV shows that is out there right now. So, um, or ever. So if you guys um, are in the mood for comedy and just turn your brain off comedy, like look up Nathan for you. Uh, I'm going to do just as a shout out. I really enjoyed the Grinch uh, girl. I thought uh, she was Lana a lot Blaine. of fun. Yeah. I, I'm not familiar with her, but she, every time she was on, it was just cracking me up. She's in Broad City, if you've watched that. Broad show. City, I have not. So let's, Pretty good show. Let's skip the nitpicks. I don't, I mean, unless there's something. Uh, yeah, actually, we all agree. Oh, I, Get rid of James Franco. I, I do have one more nitpick. Um, they made. They made it seem like using steroids was just the worst thing you could ever do as an individual. He said everyone's doing it, didn't he? Yeah, and I'm just like. We're talking about steroids. This is the worst thing you can do to you. like what? Hey, bro, what? And so no, that was my only nitpick. They were just like, you know how you got good. You took steroids, and it's like, of course he did. Like no shit. Why? That's not bad. He's not lying to anyone. He was like, yeah, I gotta come clean to people. I was like, what do you mean? You your your teammates won't let you come clean because they're doing it too. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can tell the owner. He was like, I figured that. <laughs> you go the to the owner. owner. <laughs> yeah, the owner would be like, well, I, I, if you're not doing it, then you're not trying. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. That's my only nitpick because this movie tried to like frame steroid use as like just the worst thing you can do as an athlete. You could tell they're not big sports fans. Yeah, no, you could. That's the yeah. Okay, that and James Franco are the only two. Yeah, James Franco for me. Just can you imagine if the guy who showed up was like just like Ben Affleck or Henry Cavill? Like how much funnier it would be. It would be just to have someone like that. He had Seth Rogen. You knew he had to show up at some point. 
Yeah, it's true. You know, um, oh, quote, they're not friends anymore, quote unquote. Well, he said they're friends, but he says he's not going to work with them anymore because he has he doesn't like the things that James Franco's done or something like that. You know. Yeah, I, I'm talking about the mid two yeah definitely tens when this movie took place. You know. <laughs> All right, this movie. Before we play Rotten Tomatoes, I'm gonna give you some hint here. Um, trivia. Not much trivia. A lot of this was improvised, just so you know. Um, so this movie had a budget of $25 million. It had a box office return of $52 million. So probably broke even if you count the marketing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, all right, y'all. We're going to play some Rotten Tomatoes game. Y'all ready? Let's see if the jingle works. Rotten Tomatoes. The Rotten Tomatoes, it's the Rotten Tomatoes game. Sorry if you couldn't hear that. I forgot to share my screen. Um, okay, it's a new year. Oh yeah, I need to go into my drive and delete the scoreboard. Oh no, this this should count for the last year because this was supposed to be recorded in 2021. Yeah, this, 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 this is the last movie for 2021. Yes, okay, so that's what we're doing. Jordan just watched it in the wrong year. Jared, it's 21 for you. Jordan, it's 20. Okay. I'm assuming Jared won last week to take the lead. By last week, I mean almost a month ago. Jordan, what did this movie get in Rotten Tomatoes? And why do you think that, man? Uh, I'm going to go with a fairly steady 72. Okay. Why? I feel like, yeah, uh, it's a fun movie and everything, but I, I don't see it. I don't remember when it came out, getting a lot of buzz for it. So, like, oh, mm-hmm. it's a hilarious movie or anything. So I just felt like, the, yeah, it's going to do all right, but nothing like standout-ish. Jared? Like I said, I think this movie is a perfect time capsule for like the, like the mid-2010s. So I feel like it was you know, Christmas movie had some really good Christmas themes. Like I said, with Michael Sheen, it's good. I don't know. I'm trying to think. This is a tough one. Comedies uh, are hard, man. Because they're so. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're, like, they're so subjective. Yeah, humor is like extremely subjective. subjective for other people. And it's just like, I don't. But like I'm saying, this movie is trying to hit like everything perfectly at that time. So I think everybody was like, mm, I don't know. I gotta go. I know it's above the fifty. Shit. I don't want to. I don't want to give up my my championship. Ah, fuck. Okay. Uh, they do a number that you're like. I love. I love how serious y'all are taking this right now. Shit. Ah, uh, I don't know. It's fuck it. Sixty-two. Just okay. Just so. Yorton, you said 72? Yep. Jared said 62. The audience score is 61. But that is not the score we're looking at. Oh, no. The tomato score is 69. Of course it is. A Seth Rogen movie was 69. Nice. Nice. So, Yorton tied it up. Um, I don't think... I think you guys just tie for the year. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't really have anything to... No tiebreakers or nothing. I don't want to... 
throw one out there. So, it's a new year. No one has the crown. No one has the championship belt. Um, Knocked each other out in the match. <laughs> cool. Um, that's it, y'all. Roger Deaver did not review this movie. Um, so, I guess we're moving on. That was it for the year 2021. I had a fun year with you guys. Um, 2022. What is the first movie, Jared, that we're going to watch for this year? This is Dealer's Choice, where we just get to pick a movie that we want to watch. So, yeah, we're just going to pick a movie, and I'm going to pick a new movie. Um, this will be a first for us because we have not yet reviewed a movie that is in movie theaters. What's the movie called? Here. Dune. Oh, Dune. Oh, okay. Is it still on HBO? No, it's not. It's it, only Jared. in theaters or for purchase. So I've seen this but, movie. But I've seen hey, it. I love it. Uh, off air, I got, I got a, I got a link. No, I'll. Damn it, I can download it or something. Um. So what's funny is about a few a few months ago, me and my buddy from work, we watched the '80s version, and holy shit, y'all, that is not good. I've seen it a couple of times. '80s version's a trip. That is what Seth Rogen saw when he was at Midnight Mass for. <laughs> Or Christmas Mass in this movie. Like, it is a trippy-ass movie. It is bizarre. Well, here's the thing what they did with Dune in the 80s movie. It, Dune's already a pretty hard concept to take. Yes. And then they go and make it weirder. <laughs> and so you're already taking a hard concept yep. to take and making it weirder. So it's just like, what the hell's going on? I think next week's going to be a real nerdy discussion and i haven't had a real nerdy discussion in a while i'm excited for it so we're gonna watch dune cut out some time in your life to watch this movie it's gonna take a while um any last words uh no super excited um to review go we're going on year two so two and a half or something remember yeah this started as a quarantine baby and uh, guess what, y'all? COVID's, COVID's still, still out here. In court. Oh. <laughs> or not in quarantine, but... Oh, so, yeah. Um, just know, thank you guys for listening. Um, if y'all are, you know, still here. If not, we're still going to keep recording because we like watching movies and we get to listen to ourselves talk. <laughs> and... So, no. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>